0: Ladies and gentlemen, please kindly take your seats. It is time for the main Debate.
1: Hello and welcome to Mate Debate, where you've got to fight to be right. After last week's glorious showdown, I was victorious. So this week I have the uh, honour and prestige of hosting this podcast. With me, we've got in the blue corner, we've got Morgan. Say hello, Morgan. What's that? And uh, Zach in the red corner. Say hello. Good afternoon,
0: Mr.
2: Addicts.
1: It is afternoon, so we can go with that. Uh, Okay. Nice. You followed my instructions.
2: I like
0: red more than blue. Can I be in the red corner and you be the blue corner? I've
2: already sat down. And the corner is quite comfy. So it's all right. Go I've through. got a red
0: marker. I'm just going to colour mine yeah, red yeah, as well. Yeah, just do that. Just red, put red, red
2: versus. It's going to be the red corner and the purpley corner. Um,
1: yeah. As neither of you followed my instructions to say hello, um, this is going to be a really good podcast. Uh, you said what's up, and uh, Zach, you said good afternoon. Good afternoon so uh, we'll about just to see how it goes. And you will be like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm not going to say the power's gone to my head, but it may have gone to my head. Um, now let's somewhere. begin. With the usual, who's positive, who's negative, let's go. Uh,
2: Morgan, I, I got to, like, choose the corner, apparently, so you can choose who's positive, who's negative.
0: Okay. Um, I, I would like to be positive. Okay. A positive. Fascinating. Mm-hmm.
2: Fascinating.
0: That
1: means you're negative, Zach. Okay. All
2: right.
1: Are we ready? Yep. I'm ding, ready ding. Do. Let's go. Question one, round one. The Finland is fake theory is true. Or put another way, Finland does not exist.
0: Well, which the which, theory... which way do you want it?
2: Well, let's go the th- Finland does not exist. I like the first way. <laughs> I thought it was very eloquent, Norris. I think you did a really good job with it.
1: Well, uh, we'll just, I'll give you some now fun facts, some fun Finland facts. And yes, I have prepared facts this time. Uh, you know, sort of elevate the research that's on this uh, podcast, let's go. So after World War Two, Russia, as the theory goes, found itself short of cash, and Japan had been overfishing and wanting some new waters. So what they did was they came up with this scheme whereby Japan would have secret fishing rights in the Baltic Sea, and they were going to hide this from the rest of the world by pretending that it was actually a landmass so that the Trans-Siberian Railway would support the catchments From the Baltic Sea and transported all the way to Japan. Uh, Some of the proponents of this theory talk about how Japan is the biggest importer of Nokia, which is the biggest Finnish company. That the people who actually live in Finland, the 5.5 million people, actually have been convinced that they live in this fictitious land that they're actually living in, sort of the outskirts of Russia and Sweden uh they're not actually living in finland um and even the word finland fin being fish fin of the fish it sort of all supports this theory here that uh, finland does not exist <laughs> of course on the other side on the flip side uh you've got the hundred years of hundreds of years of culture of the Finnish. uh <laughs> you've got the, the name finland <laughs> has been found to be carved into a 19th uh, century runestone. I think I've got that wrong, but um, I don't think it's 19th, but I got that wrong. Uh, But there was the Finnish wars between the 13th and 14th century, Um, and you can see it from space. So um... (laughs) (laughs) So these are all the the fun uh, Finnish facts. Are we ready to go? I guess... Oh, that I, I want a bit more enthusiasm there, Morgan. Uh, you yeah, are a partner. Zany- <laughs>
0: let's do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Okay, let's go. Your opening statement, please.
0: So, uh, Finland is fake. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean it's it's only it's only best to start with what is true. So, uh, <clears throat> when I travelled to Scandinavia, Alex. <laughs> As I'm, I'm sure you you've you may may remember, I did. No, I do, I do. Um, That's
1: why I wanted this question.
0: I went to a number of countries in that area area mm-hmm. Norway, Iceland, Estonia, just to hop across mm-hmm. the pond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I went to somewhere that I was told was Finland, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the more I think about it, it it really does seem like a big ruse to me it doesn't it doesn't make sense i went i remember norway very clearly i remember they had a lot of traditions and a lot of distinct culture but i i can't quite remember finland finland seems to be an area that kind of it just it absorbs what's around it it doesn't really exist it just takes aspects of russia and finland i mean and norway (laughs) and it's like (laughs) this is what finland is you say something about a hundred years of culture and i'm like what culture I didn't learn anything that I... All I know is that sometimes they would heard fucking... All the reindeer from Norway went into Finland, and that's like their main thing. They were like, hey, we stole all the reindeer. Finland is... Rain, we, we have reindeer, which seems very sketchy to me. It's like a laundry being like, we're a laundry, when really they're like a drug... Um, <laughs> <laundry place. laughs> they took all the laundry from like a laundry place, and were like, look, we're a laundry, but it's just like hiding a bunch of drugs. That's what uh, Finland did with the reindeer. Um and like, yeah, you can see it from space, but also, who's to say that space is real? Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited you've said that. <laughs> uh, we 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 observe a lot of things from space, Alex. Like, uh, apparently the Earth is round, but you know, who's gonna? <laughs> I, I guarantee a lot of people disagree with you on that one. So look, just as someone with firsthand knowledge who's been there, mm-hmm. and it. it it, 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 let's just say there's, there's a lot that's, uh, left to be explained and Finland doesn't really make sense. So, uh, that's my opening statement.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Zach, you ready to go? Oh,
0: so
2: excited. Um, so, there are a couple of points Morgan brought up that I think I could like, chuck to the side and say that just doesn't make sense. Like, he said that he's been there, but it doesn't exist, so whatever. Uh, he claims to be some expert on European Northern cultures, so if he doesn't understand what Finland is, therefore it doesn't exist. Whatever. But I'm going to get to the heart of his argument, the heart and soul of this entire issue, actually. He said there that maybe space doesn't exist. So, I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> Let's ignore the whole side piece. Finland doesn't exist. Okay, cool. The crux, as we know, is whether or not space is real. Because if we can prove space is real, then we know that Finland exists because you can see Finland from space. If space wasn't real, Morgan, where did Neil Armstrong go? Where did he live for several years? Was it not the moon? Was it not NASA's secret base on the other side of the moon? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right, try to explain that to everyone who's been to the secret base on the other side of the moon. All 600 people, all right? And try and and justify it in your fucking weird little theory. If... Even if the Earth wasn't, you know, round, like we all think it is, whatever. Where is it? If it's not in space, mate. Where is it? Huh? Is it just floating on the back of a turtle? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Put a hole in that one, didn't I? And uh, if space wasn't real, how would the sun and the stars rotate around the Earth? Gotcha. Gotcha. Shut you down there. Alright? Now... I know you're going to try and bring this back to Finland, but we know the main point is space, so <laughs> I'm going to remind you the main point is space here. And just, I just want you to see, keep on talking. That was my opening statements. Let's see how Morgan fumbles over this argument now.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I remind everyone that the question was...
2: <laughs> was whether or not space is real. We know, we know, we're aware.
1: <laughs> that Finland does not exist. Um, I think you're getting bogged down in a little side argument, but we'll let Morgan go.
0: So Zach's doing what he does best, which is deflecting. Uh, Zach, Zach had a relatively easy argument of proving space is real, right? Not the actual argument, but that's what he decided to go with. And um, and honestly, like, I believe space is real, but something in his argument made me believe less that space is real. Like, talking about conspiracy theories about bases on the side of the moon to convince me that space is real is going to have the opposite effect. <laughs> Space is not why we're here. We're here because at some point a conspiracy was laid to make a fake country. And that is why we're here. I I d- Finland does not exist <laughs> as a na- as a country. I've been to somewhere that claimed to be Finland. It claimed to be that and it wasn't. It is it is all a big cover up. All I'm saying is if you were to go to space, if space existed, <laughs> and you went to space, you'd see something there. You'd see something that claimed to be Finland. If I if I went somewhere and someone claimed to be something, it's like I saw them, they claim to be that, but they might not be that. Like an undercover cop, they can be whatever the fuck they want. I see them, they exist, but they are not what they claim to be, and that is Finland. Thank you.
2: All right. If space exists, Morgan. If space exists. Yeah, you see you see how we just couldn't even... Can we not double down
0: on this me, issue? <laughs>
2: couldn't <laughs> even come back at the idea that space is real. It is beyond my imagination that we think this is a debate. Clearly, clearly there's space. Because how else are we talking to each other? Internet works from satellites. Satellites are in orbit around the Earth. The Earth only has an orbit because space is real. Clearly. And if space is real and satellites exist... Finland, as we've established, is visible and therefore real. Morgan, you keep saying that you've been there (laughs) like that's just like the number one nail in in your coffin you keep claiming that it doesn't exist but you've been there I can't say that the bank doesn't exist because I went there this morning that doesn't make any sense I can't say space doesn't exist because I look at it every night that doesn't make any sense and you can't say that Finland doesn't exist despite the
0: fact that you've been there
2: and I believe that was Morgan's closing statement, so that'll be the closing statement. Argument done.
0: That was actually your closing statement. No. No, I've be, only no, no a, I was negative. I've only spoken twice.
2: No,
1: that's right. Now is your closing statement, Morgan. <laughs> that's what I I've thought. Got, I've line. got a tight rein on this, uh, you
2: know, tight rein. Tight reindeer? Like the all. reindeer you
0: find in Finland?
2: <laughs> Illusions all. Uh, <laughs> uh, the
0: reindeer stolen from Norway.
2: Stolen by who? What? The Finnish?
0: The pe- the, Sullen, Russians. Su- the Russians. The Russians and the Jap- the, the, the Ruskies and the Japanese.
2: You think there are Japanese people?
0: Did you not listen North, to the facts? Finland. Did you not listen
2: to the facts at all? <laughs> Do I need to repeat
1: the facts? Uh, no, because what? I want this film no. done. What? No. So, I would like to Zach say, if did I not keep... not listen one iota to the facts. <laughs> if, I... if He's, I'm he's losing keep... major points
0: I'm for I'm going to keep I on the main argument. I heard a fact
2: in there, which is you can see Finland from space. And I, I understood that to be the crux of this Zach, entire...
0: Debate. Zach is doubling down on this issue. So, if I keep arguing about Finland, then I should win, because space is suddenly irrelevant... <laughs> 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 so, he, Zach's, Zach's argument is that Yes, you can see Finland from space But what I'm saying is There is a landmass there that claims to be Finland But it is not Finland because Finland doesn't exist That is the crux of my argument that is, But he keeps doubling down on the space thing So I'll let him do that But Alex, I hope you understand that what I'm saying is that um, mm-hmm. And Zach is the, the analogy of He went to the bank this morning And like, you can't argue that that wasn't a bank It's like, yes, I went to the bank this morning. This is, this is me explaining my... I went to the bank this morning. I walked in and then I went and then I, I gave my money and I walked out. And then when I left, I was like, man, that was weird that that was an abandoned building and there was one shady guy wearing a trench coat and no tellers and no vault. That, I don't think that was a bank. That is my experience going to Finland. I don't think it's a country. <laughs> I, I thought I went to the bank. Turns out it wasn't a bank. I think I got mugged in a warehouse. That is my rebuttal to that. So all I'm going to say is we have been lied to for many many years it it's a very good lie I've been there and I almost fell for it but when you look closer cracks start to form and you start to realize that all their culture is stolen all their animals are <laughs> stolen their people are stolen it is it doesn't make sense where does where do they come from they've been created to fool us for these fishing embargoes thank you
2: okay very strong ending there Morgan is <laughs> there okay. Now, there's a debate going on within my own soul whether I stick to the joke (laughs) or talk about some of the ridiculous shit Morgan just pulled out of his ass there. And I think we all know that I'm sticking to the joke. (laughs) Satellites (laughs) have been in orbit since the 1940s. We have been able to put shit in orbit around our Earth. We know gravity works because we have observed planets that exist in space, and we have put telescopes next to the moon, and those telescopes can see Finland. Done. That's my closing statement. Done. Sorted. Thank you, Norish, for acknowledging that because space is real, Finland exists. Well,
1: thank you. That's Uh, the end, then. That's the end. Thank you for this lively debate. Um, I will say (laughs) that I believe space is real, and uh, there's no question that space is real. I'm
2: very, very excited to hear that Alex doesn't think a country exists. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that space... Alex real. Alex we might believe Alex
0: is gonna say that he thinks that I don't believe that a country exists, therefore I win. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I can see in his little face.
2: He doesn't think Finland exists. <laughs> Listen, then that's a load, who knows? Then That is a loaded topic. Finland...
0: If he goes in already believing that, there's no way I could have convinced him otherwise. This it's is very true. unbiased Finland... of him.
1: No, 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 no. There is no bias here. I'm very impartial. I believe space exists. I believe that people in space can see what they think, believe, is Finland, that that photographs could be doctored to show Finland from space, because we would only have images relayed from space. Finland does not exist. Morgan, you win the point. Uh, There you go. Uh, That holiday that you were on, uh, that's (laughs) the reason why I moved the order of these questions around. When you said you were positive, I'm like, I want (laughs) to see Morgan do this. So, no, thank you very much. Okay. Okay. One Zach, zero, You could have won if you
0: didn't double down on space. Why and not? you didn't
1: listen to my fun facts. So, listen, I, I, was a bit I vindictive. heard
2: them. I heard them. They were just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they were just so boring, Alex. Uh, it's <laughs> called
1: the space internet facts? Uh, conspiracy theories that I was googling. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Okay, now we're swapping around. Uh, Zach, as usual, you're negative. Um, and Mo- oh, no, sorry, we're swapping around again. So you're positive, Morgan, you're negative. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I lost track there for a second, I, but I oh, I got the range a... back on. I'm, oh, I'm, okay, I'm in complete okay. control. Complete control. Let go of control. Of it for a
2: second. Let go of it <laughs> for a second there. I mm-hmm. let
1: go and I was just like, oh shit, no, I need I need to I need to maintain control, and I've got it, <laughs> and I've got control. Okay, number two.
2: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> now this harkens back to a uh, mate debate of old. I put my own spin on it. Uh, old. What? It's just like I'm old. One okay. of the many classic episodes we've had here on the Mate Debate. I put my own spin on one of the questions. Oh, this could go um, back
0: literally a year. It could.
1: It really could. The year old days. Okay. Question two, round two. Let's go. A sash should be considered appropriate business wear. Ah, very good, very nice. So a sash is a large, usually colourful ribbon uh, made of material worn around the body. There's many different ways you can wear it, from one shoulder to the opposed hip, uh, round the waist, and some sashes are even in a v-shape coming down off both shoulders. Um, In Latin America and some parts of Africa, the sash is sort of signifying presidential authority, Uh, But all sorts of military uh, forces use a sash, the United Kingdom, India, Pakistan, Norway, Sweden, Greece, Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Finland doesn't because it doesn't exist. Um, We've established that and uh, it's also commonly seen you know in beauty pageants uh, and the like. Um, Traditionally the sash over one shoulder is considered more ceremonial where the one around the waist is more sort of everyday. Where uh, and these are the sash facts. Boom,
2: boom. Let's go. Zach, you're up. Um. So I, I've said this for years, and I think we've we've all agreed on this point. Male fashion these days is a bit um bit dull and restrictive. You know, if we want to be formal in attire, we've got the option of wearing a tie, a collared shirt, a suit, and I think maybe that's about it. And it has always chafed me. Because, uh, and Alex and Morgan, I think you'll feel this pain with me. I've been to work and I've seen some of the beautiful garments and gowns and dresses that women can adorn themselves with when they go to work. You know, they've got pantsuits, they've got skirts, they've got suit pants. They've they've got all this shit they can throw on and they are still formal and they are still elegant. We do not have this breadth of beauty that we can throw on ourselves. And it's just always been bullshit. I've always thought that it's just crap. You know, we... It's twenty twenty. We're, we're men. We're beautiful. We love each other. We can be all about the bromance. And I think that just adding that little sash detail onto yourself, what mo- I, I know Morgan might say, it seems pompous and overwrought. But I think it just kind of says, you know, it's me. I'm about it. It just adds that little bit of flair onto yourself. It adds that little bit of panache. That that little that little piece of attire that says, you know, um, I'm here and I'm happy, and I'm I'm proud to just be a part of the world. Uh, it's an accentuation of yourself and your soul, and, and I think more, uh, Alex. I think as someone who loves to express himself in his attire, you're always pretty damn well dressed. I think you would thank appreciate you. that extra little bit, um, uh, that extra little piece of fashion that just says this is this is a part of me, and I'm happy to show it to the
0: world. Yeah, thank you. Um, I would just like to uh, like to uh, commend Zach on um, learning a new word. He's, he's been using panache a lot this week. You wouldn't know that if, unless no. you've been talking to it, but he's been, I just noticed he's been using it a lot I've, this week. I've been eating a lot of it, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's his word of the week.
0: It's his uh, word of the what? week. That had nothing to do with my argument. I just wanted to call him out on it. No, no, thank Ooh. you. Uh, I, I'd like
2: that struck out as it has nothing to do with his argument. It's, it's, it's truly struck. Truly but, struck. Now, but now onto the argument.
0: Um, Zach claimed to be, that he's been saying for years about talking about male... Uh, uh, fashion i've never heard him say that so i would just like to go on record as saying i've never heard zach talk about that so this may be the first time and it's all well and good to have those opinions but don't claim that you've been fighting forever all right don't claim to be a feminist just now if you haven't been fighting for years similar (laughs) argument but you know this is for (laughs) men and fashion (laughs) (laughs) um zach commented about oh i might feel the same way when i go to work and i see women wearing uh no at my work we all wear a uniform we're all one team. No one stands out. No one gets a special oh sash for being one rank up. We're one team. Togetherness. One team. Uniform. Uh, that being said, no one's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase of peacocking. Uh, no one at my work peacocks. Peacocking is not really something you should be doing in the workplace. It's a it's a formal place. You don't want to stand. You got to still maintain that team dynamic. Peacocking is like, look at me, look at me, drawing attention to yourself. And that is the essence of a sash. A sash is all about the attention. It's all eyes focus on you. And that's not really uh, appropriate for a teamwork dynamic, I find. Uh, In the workplace, whether it be at uni as well, you don't show up. You kind of want to, you know, dress to everyone else, be a team, one cohesive unit um zach also seems to this is not really on the topic but i just wanted to touch on it zach seems to be uh, uh i don't know feels like he can't wear what he wants to work thinks that th- he needs society to change before he can ch- like you you can if you want to wear a splash of color zach go ahead man like society's not stopping you like you can do whatever you want we don't need to change society's rules today you 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 seem very put down and it's like dude just Wear what you want to wear, man. If Alex wants to wear a sash now, he could. I don't think it's appropriate for many different reasons, but if he wanted to, he could. It's not about whether he could. It's about whether it's appropriate. And um, he definitely could if he wanted to. I don't think it's appropriate. Uh, for a couple of reasons, um, in the facts, Alex talked about various uses for the... Uh, Sash, one of them was government officials, which I had spoke to about uh, standing out and attention on you. Maybe it was a ranking system within the workplace, which isn't always ideal. You know the ranks, but you don't want to you don't want to put it in everyone's faces. He also talked about use within military military organizations or authorities. And uh, militarization of the workforce is not something I am all for. Uniforms are nice, but as long as they don't go in line with any form of military, or to like, overall, it's, the idea of militarization of the workforce is scary to me because I've read 1985 and uh, 84. 84 did 80 happen. No, it's actually the sequel called 1985, <laughs> which goes into detail, more detail. <laughs>
2: you set that up so Yeah,
0: More well. detail. Oh. Oh. So it's actually it's actually a uh, more learned, if you would.
1: <laughs> oh oh oh. Okay.
0: So all I'm saying is. Uh, you start with sashes, what next? Everyone's wearing a, regu- a regimented, militarized uniform in the workplace, and that is really not the message we should be sending. Thank you. Uh, phew,
2: God, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, I'm not going to go into Don't all the like. points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> firstly, Morgan, you said that I've never, ever brought up the fact that men can't... Uh, where, where, whatever they want in the workplace because you haven't heard it. Unfortunately, Morgan, I know you want it to be different. That you is what I said. I said every... I've never
0: heard him say that. How? Wow, that! Then... what a truer statement. <laughs> I've never heard... And then, of...
2: and then you went on to say that I have never said that. Now, as, as unfortunate as it is, you've never been with me at every second of every day. So you can't say for certain that I've never said that. Just like... Uh, and and as, as you said in your statement, if you can't say that for certain, don't claim it. So... Let's ignore that you just took a personal attack at me, because that seemed to be a lot of your argument. Having personal attacks at me, <laughs> which is fine. Oh yeah, that's not of course. R- I forgot you
0: wear a lot of military-style clothing, and that was damn the straight, crux of my straight. argument. Um,
2: that I like you said personal. you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, you know, militarize up all the workplaces. But you're completely happy with the same uniform being worn by everyone. You don't want expressionism and uniqueness. Uh, and now Morgan, I appreciate that your your work has a uniform, and you have a team's effort. Alex's workplace, Alex who works in a a business world where it is entirely sorry, not entirely, but a big part of your job is presenting yourself and presenting yourself to stand out And, and Alex, I think you'll agree with me you do absolutely have seen people who go to court, people who attend those court sessions who dress for success or they dress to stand out and they, you know, they're more flamboyant but they definitely stand out and people are impressed by those people who put that effort in i don't think a sash would take away from it maybe some people would think you're pompous but being pompous as a lawyer is not a detriment it adds to your gravitas it adds to your whole ordeal um now alex i know you don't want to hold yourself up that's fine you you don't want to be that person who thinks they're amazing i'm not going to say that the sash would do that the sash would just merely point out that you're comfortable expressing your individuality and that's what i think it is i don't think it's it's a form of uh Uh, of radical fascism to say that wearing a sash is appropriate in the workplace. And unfortunately, not every workplace is about that team spirit. Not every workplace needs to have a uniform. And I think it'd be a bloody shame if every workplace did have a uniform. Sometimes you need to have that idea of personal fashion in a workplace because expressionism and and individuality is important to doing your job well. How, How the hell do you know that your job means anything if everyone's doing the exact same thing? Like wearing the same uniform, doing the same traditional... Roles. If everyone wore that same grey, pallid bullshit overcoat that we saw in
0: 1985,
2: everyone would be depressed, like they were in that book. We didn't. We, didn't, you know, we didn't see
0: anything, Zach. It wasn't a movie.
2: He saw it in his head. Oh, <laughs> thank, you. thank
0: you. Um.
2: So yeah, look, look, Morgan. I, I, I appreciate the underhandedness of just taking a personal stab at me, but it ignored the idea that a sash is. Just expressionism. It's just beautiful when it's worn right. And I think Alex could wear it right. And I think the world needs to see that. All
1: right. Okay. Uh, Morgan.
0: Yes, I will. I just want to start by saying I think I think Zach has uh, done a detriment to his argument by assuming I was personally attacking him. A lot of my argument wasn't actually angled that way, but he's trying to make you feel that way, Alex, and it really wasn't. It was just a snippet at the start. I hope we can be clear with that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So he did bring up the fact that you, the workplace that you work in Alex, and that is a good point. Uh, I do, I do, I do think that you are allowed to have a splash of colour, but it should never be distracting. Uh, court, court is not a place for distraction. Um, personally, I've done jury duty before, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the uh, legal persons wore a very flamboyant, different flamboyant tie every day, and it was a topic of discussion for many hours in the jury room. And I'm sure that's not appropriate. I'm sure that's not what you want. You want us to be focused on the case at hand. But I, I guarantee we placed bets on what colors the next day would be. We discussed <laughs> the current one. It was a lot of time in the jury room talking about that man's tie. And Alex, that's just a tie. If you were to wear a sash to the courtroom, I imagine it's the topic of... You are actively taking away the... Um, Attention of the case at hand and putting more on yourself, which is a very selfish thing to do. Um, in the workplace, it is also a little self, like, but do whatever you want in the workplace. But understand that this is a selfish thing to do. You are actively seeking out attention for, and then in your workplace, you do go to court, and that is not a place where you need to be seeking attention. Especially in your role, I assume you need to take a bit of a back seat, and you are guiding the attention of everyone else towards something else. You're not taking the attention; you're just merely a guide zach also talks about a book called 1985 which doesn't exist Uh, he fell prey to my trap there and apparently has not researched as much as he should very
2: well done very well done
0: and then i I do agree that everyone should have a personal splash a splash is a lovely thing um you can do a personal splash with your makeup because yes it's 2020. Men can make up if they want. Zach would have you believe that they can't and that society <laughs> needs to change. But you can, Alex. Uh, a splash. A sash is more like punching someone in the face with your personal identity. It's, hey, I'm wearing a sash because I think I'm better than you. Whereas you could just wear a nice colored tie. I said, you could. I know you're a fan of a cravat. You could wear a lovely cravat, Alex. <laughs> That'll get your personality across perfectly. So what I'm saying is sashes aren't appropriate. There are more appropriate clothing attires to get your message across without attracting too much attention and without demanding uh, this attention and respect that sashes are intrinsically linked with. Thank you.
2: Okay. Zach.
1: That
0: was closing? That Sorry? was closing, yeah? That was closing. Yeah, so that argument, was Morgan's yeah? closing. No, it wasn't.
1: Uh, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> it was. That was the second no, time I got to speak. That was I the get second. get to
0: speak three times in this show. <laughs>
2: Keep getting that wrong. Sorry, sorry Zach's bored. closing there. Uh, yeah, and then my closing. Yes, it's yes. my closing now. Okay, cool. Um, I'm glad like, we're all on board. Um, I'm gonna say I, I I really appreciate all of the work Rogers doing. He's done a damn damn good job uh, at distracting from the real issue. We we seem and I think maybe sorry I should have spoken more about space. We seem to be fo- <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly. Uh, we we seem to be focused on whether or not Alex can wear this sash, and um, we're distracted from the main topic, which was whether or not a sash. Uh, should be appropriate in the workplace and i think it should be because if it was appropriate within the workplace it would remove a lot of those negatives that morgan brought up you wouldn't personally be telling everyone i'm better than you because it was a common it would be a common thing if you know it was acceptable for men to wear a sash in the workplace or even women if it was an acceptable part of your office attire and you expected to see it maybe you could be a little you know debonair, a little enchanté... No, not (laughs) enchanté. Ignore that. Maybe a little provocative with your colours and your patterns, and maybe even like a nice silk, purple silk with gold trim. Oh, that'd be beautiful. But if it was just an everyday thing that, you know, you saw lawyers wearing, and you saw business people wearing even, hell, you want to talk about, you know, out-there costumes, lawyers still wear robes and wigs, and people find that acceptable. It's a bit outlandish, I'll be honest. It still shocks me just a little bit, seeing... An average ordinary person put on that robe and wig that is from like the 18th century why not also a sash why not also a beautiful red gold sash or a black sash for the court just to be a formal part of the attire to indicate maybe that that's the barrister talking you know um sometimes it's hard to distinguish for the general public i know this is common for you know people in the know uh, learned colleagues as you are alex but you know for the general public maybe it would be nice to have that extra identifier to say oh that's a person of Uh, extra rank, a person of maybe some enhanced uh, years and experience within the field, so I know that that when they're talking, that is probably a more learned and more experienced person, or even for the judges, oh my god Uh, imagine a justice walking out, oh they do don't they? Justices do have sashes how fantastic, what an, an excellent connection to our past and our history, and what a fantastic way of showing distinction, and I think that's all it would be within the business workplace within office attire, it would be a nice way of showing distinction and expression That'll be my closing arguments. I'm expecting Morgan to get vicious at me. I've got the (laughs)
0: box of chocolates and the tissues ready. It's not all about you, Zachary. Um, Damn it. uh, So, yes, Alex did ask um, about the... general. Like It's generally acceptable, but he is also still an important part of this topic. He asked this question because he needs to know deep down whether it's acceptable for him personally, and I'm telling him that it is not. Don't do it, Alex. (laughs) You will be a pariah. Oh, that's awesome. So... You seem to say that, yes, it should be uh, appropriate for everyone to wear in the workplace. It should be appro- Just because it's appropriate doesn't mean everyone is going to wear it. It still holds these stigmas. And um, people may feel intimidated by a sash in the workplace, especially if it becomes appropriatized. It's like, uh, feel like they don't deserve it. Feel like it's not there. And then this is, gets the idea of mental health. And then you talk about the idea of people feeling... a stigmatized by this idea of a, oh, well, they're wearing sashes, but I'm not up to their level. And then you start to, it really fosters a really unhealthy mental environment for your workers in the workplace. And it also negatively impacts the person who's not wearing the sash. Then it also bumps up the people wearing the sash, which is creating that divide. Uh, you go on to say that it's sh- you said it should be, j- um, what's the word for the, what are we, the- appropriate is the word uh, business mm-hmm. w- wear, but then you go on to say it should uh, have rank within the court. And then it does hold a rank within the court. Well then that's confusing because it, it may be appropriate as a ranking tie, but it's not appropriate for general people to wear in like Alex to wear to work because then he hasn't earned that rank. And then there's just all this confusion about ranks and what sashes mean. It's just all overall confusing a bit like your argument there. So I just wanted to make you aware of that. Um, Robes and wigs are part of it. Yep, that tradition. Don't fuck with tradition, Zach. I think that's a big part of uh, the law. That's a big law thing. Um, I, I I feel like you, you you can't change law a lot. It's very hard. It's all about tradition and the way things were done. And uh, sometimes sashes have a different tradition. I'm sorry, but they have a different tradition. And you, so you, what you are arguing is you want to train, change two types of tradition at once which has never gone down well. Uh, one is hard enough in society these days. So changing two for the, for I, I don't understand the reason for so people can have a bit of creative freedom. Well, maybe we can do that without shaking things up so much, you know? So in my closing statement, I will say uh, sashes are not appropriate for many reasons. The rank, the different, the confusion, the the mental health of the people who creating this divide between them. And uh, just closing, I would like to say sashes have too much panache.
1: <laughs> Delicious. Oh, oh. Well, well, thank really you. Amazing. Thank you very much, you guys. Um, I wasn't expecting a sort of a deep dive into mental health there, all the mental health ramifications of sash wearing. Um,
0: you got to consider so every aspect, Alex. <laughs> oh, I know I haven't oh, considered
1: good. it, and so thank you for opening my mind there. But for this show to work, Zach needs to win this round. Um, oh, so I already no. did know that <laughs> yeah. Morgan, no, I, no, no. I,
2: can you cut in that no bias comment that Alex made before put it
0: right here
1: No, no, what I will say, Zach Is that I do agree with you that a sash would be a way of showing expression uh, We already hang some cloth around our neck anyway And call it a tie You know, you can dress it up with a waistcoat Which is just a fabric that's wrapped around your torso A sash would just be a different way of wrapping a piece of fabric You've already got, like, a band in more formal attire, which wraps around your waist. So there's already things that are analogous to this. The real question is whether you would wear the sash underneath the suit jacket or on top of the suit jacket. Well, why wasn't that the debate then,
0: Alex, huh? (laughs) It seems like you already had your mind made up. Why wasn't that the debate? No, No, not not at all.
1: Not at all. I do think that it distinguishes rank, um, which is a bit problematic for a workplace. I do give you that there, Morgan. But I just think it's a natural extension of uh, our business attire, and everyone
2: should wear one.
0: Well, you, you um, start that movement, Alex. <laughs> uh, I
2: was, I was not expecting to be drawn into this. This week, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna debate my debate. I'm not gonna get drawn in. I'm not gonna be. I was, that last round. Oof, I was getting, I was getting a bit bloody. I was getting a good
1: fight. <laughs> <like, laughs> okay, okay. Well, uh, it's I think one one.
2: I, all... I
0: think I did a good fight there. So.
1: Oh, I think you did did. too, Morgan. I think you did. Uh, If the constraints of the show weren't what they were... um, uh, (laughs) Some of us
2: are trying to entertain and not just go for the points,
1: but that's fine. No, so we're one all. um, One all. Okay, so we're now on to this final round. I think everybody should get their sash ready and get their uh, plans to go to the fake Finland because this one here is about transportation. Do you see how we're building up? So we've gone from a location to what we I would don't. wear to I don't. how we're
2: going no. to get this That seems plac- this very play school. <laughs> this isn't place cool. F- get the fucking argument out there. Come on, shut up.
1: <laughs> Round three, question three, the decider. Let's go. Zeppelins should make a comeback and be an option for travel. Okay, so let's get some definitions right out there. We've got a blimp and we've got a zeppelin. So a blimp is a giant balloon, which is semi-rigid whereas a Zeppelin is a blimp, but with an internal metal framework, so it's fully rigid. Okay, so don't want anyone deciding, oh, what's a Zeppelin, what's not a Zeppelin. I've just given you that, bam. Fun fact. Okay, so uh, a Zeppelin was actually created by a German Count, would you know, called uh, Graf Ferdinand von Zeppelin, who wanted to devise a dirigible balloon, which means steerable, in the 1890s for military reconnaissance work, and he did. Uh, Zeppelins were used as bombers and scout aircraft in World War I and had a surveillance role in World War II. The Zeppelin, the enormous Graf Zeppelin, as they called it, circumnavigated the globe in 1929. And by the 1930s, uh, they were transporting passengers across the Atlantic Ocean as a luxurious way to travel. It even had an influence on urban landscapes. The Empire State Building Spire is designed as a docking mast for Zeppelins. Uh, This all came crashing to a halt uh, in the Hindenburg disaster of 1937 after it exploded. Um, Zeppelins have two kinds of fuel, typically. uh, Helium, which is non-flammable, and hydrogen, which has a tendency to explode. Uh, Some scientists have been pushing for a return to the airship, the Zeppelin airship, uh, that they can use jet streams in the atmosphere to circle the globe in 16 days hauling mass amounts of cargo. Uh, there's also the proposal to have air cruise ships, if you will, to slowly transport their passengers around the world. Um, back to the fuel, as for final fun fact, hydrogen, as I did say, has a tendency to explode but helium, which is non-flammable and does not have a tendency to explode, can make one voice go really high and uh, is somewhat expensive but uh, still non-flammable. Okay, fun facts. Uh, done. Done and dusted. Were they fun? Yes, they were. <laughs> Let's go, Morgan.
0: <laughs> Look, um, Led Zeppelin are a hell of a band, and uh, I think they should make a comeback. And honestly, <laughs> what better way to travel around the globe than in Led Zeppelin's tour bus? Right? <laughs> Perfect mode of transport.
1: Yep, Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, is That's that your argument, not my or? argument. And you're done. Uh, no. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Zeppelins. Um, I love a good Zeppelin. It is just a peaceful way to travel around the globe. I think Zeppelins are due for a comeback. Uh, it's the roaring 20s again. This is the 10 <laughs> years where the uh, the Zeppelins are going to make a comeback. It's going to feel great. Um, it's got that steampunk aesthetic, which people seem to really like. Uh, I think in a lot, and I don't know. I just, it must be true if in a lot of different media forms, when you see an alternate world that's prosperous, they all seem to have Zeppelins as a part of their new world. It seems to be a very common thing. Uh, The Flash has it, Stargate has it, a few other shows have it. It's just like when you have, you see this alternate timeline or this alternate world that is more prosperous than us, Zeppelins are a common denominator. So I think we cannot ignore that fact. Uh, as you said, the Hindenburg is the biggest thing that uh, have turned people against uh, Zeppelins. But as we as we said, uh, that was because they used hydrogen, when really we do now have an alternative, which is helium. Uh, this could potentially solve a lot of our transport issues with uh, greenhouse gases and carbon footprint, potentially. And all I'm going to say is it comes down to marketing, yeah? We need to make people realize, forget about the we need to rebrand, remarket these things as the planet savers they are. Thank you.
1: All right. Okay, Zeppelins is a form of, uh, you know, green Zeppelins. Uh, over to you, Zach.
0: Do you know what I
2: I adore when I decide I need to go into the city? I, I love getting in the old horse and cart and <laughs> taking an extra couple hours to just really get in there right when the party's bumping at about five in the morning after everyone's left and everyone's had their drinks. Because we've always gone backwards and said, do you know what was better than quick? Slow. Slow and Deadly. Slow and Deadly has always worked out. That's why you always see it in prosperous societies that are made up. It, the Zeppelins aren't used because they're a cool image. They're used because prosperous societies have Zeppelins. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's insane. I think we have to strike that out because you can't just choose something that's made up and say that's an example of why Zeppelins would work. Uh, it's interesting that we're going to have to reach for made up things because we know that Zeppelins just not functional you say these scientists alex are calling out for zeppelins to be an alternative to transport yeah because we're always going to go for the thing that takes an extra six hours to cross the atlantic over the plane or over the ship that can take seven or eight times its weight across the ocean i mean we talk about a style of luxury travel travel i know rich people don't really want to be traveling more I think time is probably the most valuable resource on the planet. And if they can f- pay to save time, they will pay to save time. They're not going to pay to spend more time on the thing that needs to get them from France to London. They will just take the train. They will just take the plane. They will not take the Zeppelin. You say helium safe. That's cool. No problem. We still have to find a way to invest in Zeppelins to make them a profitable venture. I mean, I don't know if you guys know anything about uh the whole Tesla electronic car movement. We've had electric cars for like 30 years. We've only had profitable electric cars since one man decided to build an entire company devoted to making them profitable. And the only reason they're profitable now is because he's forced the entire market to start getting into electric cars because that makes them cheaper. As 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 more technology develops around those electric cars, they get cheaper. But the initial startup, the initial cost, I think Tesla's still losing money, which sounds ridiculous. How can they still be losing money? But they've been going around for 10 years. They're still losing money on those electric cars. The reason they're profitable is because people keep investing in them. Because people want that future. I don't think people want that future with Zeppelins. I mean, let's let's just ignore the bloody, disgusting, horrible history they've got where they killed thousands of people in that one crash because people don't understand technology. Let's take a look at the fundamental fact that it's just going to take years to get a commercially viable zeppelin in the air yeah. and i would prefer for humanity as a whole to waste to, to put those resources into green energy if you want to if you want to take a green alternative fine but it'd probably be better for those scientists and engineers to be working on better green energy than zeppelin i mean it's kind of just a waste of time you want more luxury uh travel they're probably going to just put that luxury travel resource energy into better trains better boats better better ships i honestly can't see a world where it is better to put a balloon in the air clogging up the airways more clogging up the sky uh the skyline more than perhaps just funding a better form of plane funding a more uh efficient green efficient airline because if you want if if that's going to be one of the cruxes of your argument if you want to say that a zeppelin is more efficient and more eco-friendly for the planet, you've also got to look at how much time it takes to make it eco-efficient because that is going to be a considerable, like, 30 years. It's going to take a long time before it is worth that expenditure. And why don't we just put that resource, that energy, that time into something we've already got and is already working and make it better? Which, like, you know, wind farms, solar farms, uh, tidal uh, power farms. um, I think that'll be it for me, yeah.
0: Cool. There was a lot in there, so we're gonna there we're gonna try and cover it all. Um, Zach is really caught up at the start of the argument, but then changes for some reason. Don't know why. In the olden days, in the old marketing, uh, in the, he compares it to a horse and cart, and that we don't go backwards. When in fact, Alex, you said in the facts. That are due to jet streams and modern technology, we could actually be uh, carrying cargo quicker. Sixteen hours was the uh, was the example across. Which is working in logistics, I know that uh, ships full of cargo take weeks to get to where they need to go. Sixteen hours is a considerable drop in time frame. That is definitely worth investing in if possible. The amount of down, the amount of overtone you could have on that is amazing, and I think even just that. In the logistics department is worth investigating for uh, cargo purposes. Um, Zeppelins versus ships. That, that Zach also made a big point about time. People want to get to A to B as quick as possible. And we, all right, sure, that's true. But we also have examples of where that's not true. What Concord? Ha- Concord went out of business, but it was one of the fastest flights you could ever have. The rich, but the rich didn't want that. They didn't go for the Concorde. They didn't want. They wanted. To, they didn't want the fastest flights for some reason. So that argument is also not true. That like you can see where people want to save time, but clearly not enough when it comes to transport. Because Concorde existed, but now it doesn't. And also, we do know that Zeppelins are quicker. We have learned from that they we are rebranding, we're marketing, we're rebuilding. Uh, and it's and Zach compared them to electric cars, which and says, uh, oh well. The, Taking electric cars to get this far, I would argue that electric cars, well, a, are a good thing. So what's what's the harm in having another thing that's similar to an electric car that is also good, but also B, much more simpler to make than an electric car? It's a the Zeppelins we ma- We were making them way back then. We're making we weren't make, making electric cars way back then. We're only going to make them better and more safer now, and in a quicker period and turnover than electric cars. A lot easier to make. Zach seems to know a lot about Zeppelin making for someone. He's shaking his head. He's like, <laughs> no. But the computer systems in an electric car. Let me tell you, very complicated. Um, Zach says it's going to take years. Apparently, that's a problem. Apparently, Zach doesn't want to give the time that we need to save the planet. He's like, no, we should invest in instead. Of, he's in, we should invest in other things instead of taking the time. And it's much more cheaper to build. We shouldn't instead of building these things that are going to take uh, apparently more time and are cheaper. We're not going to build them. We're going to invest money in these other things that we don't have plans or ideas for. We're going to put more more money into, I don't know, better ships, but I I, I don't know how we're going to do that or better planes. Oh, don't know how we're going to do that either, but it's more, it's better to do that than invest less money and time into these things we already know how to make. And that doesn't really make sense to me. You know, like he's, he's arguing that we continue to develop these things that we already have and they're a bit more complicated, but we still already have this and why not continue to develop that as well it's all all got to be moving forward you can't move one thing forward and leave the rest i think we're at a time where we can push forwards with some of these older things that are much more cheaper and energy efficient than what we currently have and as it is better to start now now is the time you can't you can't argue that now is not the time we should be investing in other things we can invest in multiple things we can we're investing in fucking mining for Christ's sake right now why don't we pull back on that a bit what you're, what you're trying to tell me is we shouldn't invest in these things because they take forever, but it's actually the governments who need to stop and start investing in the right things. And I would argue that this is one of them. Thank you.
2: All
1: right. Thank you. Zach, you've been shaking your head quite a bit throughout that speech.
2: Uh... <laughs> oh, it's just a lot I disagree with. Um, look, Morgan spoke about how first off, we can invest in a whole bunch of things at once. I agree. And and you said that it's impractical to invest in this technology. It's sort of reckless. But my actual argument, my full argument was we shouldn't invest it in Zeppelins because we would have to build it from the ground up. We'd have to make it you know, up to modern safety protocols, up to modern standards, up to modern efficiency standards. And we are already developing those markets for green energy. Like It's not like we're taking... Uh, we, we wouldn't be... Say, say we've got you a know, hundred different scientists and they've got nothing to do and we're going to put them on Zeppelins or we're going to put them on green energy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we've got a hundred scientists who are working on green energy and electric cars and the computers that go inside electric cars already. And you're saying you want companies to pay those scientists to go and work on something else. I'm saying the markets already exist for the electric car. The markets already exist for green energy. They are already barreling forward. I'm not proposing that this is just an addition to those green energies and those efficiency plans i'm saying that this would detract from it scientists projections say that this is going to be more efficient and it's going to take less time and it's going to be better but scientists projections don't generally add up with the practical and and the um the real world influence of these things scientists can have all the projections they want but until we see the actual prototype for this zeppelin this day and age these these companies that are going to invest, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars, in research and development into these, uh, into these technologies, we're not going to see whether or not they are more efficient because you do have to take off those, uh, you know, e- uh, e- environmental engineers, those scientists who will predict what paths they'll take across the side uh, sky, how much fuel goes into the zeppelin, how much fuel it will need, um, and it will still need fuel. I, I'm saying, I'm simply saying. Keep the scientists on the track they're going. Keep those engineers on the tracks they're going. Don't give them a whole new defunct technology to distract them from saving the planet. You were talking more before about how I was proposing that we don't pr- spend the time and energy in saving the planet. That wasn't my argument. My argument was that they are they are already investing in the technologies that we need to save the planet, and by bringing in the Zeppelin, you're just distracting them. You're just giving them more work in what could potentially be useless. We could find out that zeppelins just are not more efficient are not commercially viable are not more helpful in the long run but we have technologies in our hands at the moment that we are already developing and are already in the market that we know work we just need to keep on with that and you say that it's it's uh it's a time where everyone moves together all technology moves ahead that's just not how technology works technology makes things defunct all the time you know no one anyone who's still using the original iphone is using a defunct technology they are struggling with it. I can guarantee that. Maybe they're using it and it suits their purposes. They are not doing the same things that I'm doing with my phone that um, in any way, shape or form. Technology moves ahead. Technology leaves things behind. That's what happens. Um, maybe it would be a good idea, but I don't want to bet our planet's future on a maybe, on the environmental side, and I don't want to see an entire market build up and then collapse on the commercial
0: side. That'll be it. Uh, is
2: that closing?
0: No, you I've got no. closing and then you. Come on, guys. Bro, keep up okay. Jesus. No, no, I knew it. I knew
2: it. This uh, is just this is just me. I'm I'm just confused. So.
0: So more is better, is my argument. Is, the more the better. Hedge your bets. But also Zach's saying that we don't want to take time away from scientists and give them th- Alex's facts were very clear. Scientists are already working on this. Scientists are working on hundreds of different alternatives because what if you're arguing that oh we need to put all of our money into electric cars, which we're not. All of our time into electric cars, which we're not. Different scientists are working on different things. But but you're saying all of our time and effort into electric cars because these might fail. No, Zach, you did say that. Don't don't shake your head at me. No, I, I didn't I, say I, electric
2: I, cars. I said electric cars and green energy. And green energy. I said
0: sure. Two this, different. Who's to say things. that this can't be part you can't of? Can't
2: just say. You yeah, can't cool, just cool. say. I said electric cars. No interruption, sir. Zach. Fuck please.
0: Now. All I'm saying is Zach is saying these things about electric cars and green energy that saying that we should only be going down those roads saying, what if, what if the, what if the Zeppelins fail us? Well, what if these other ones fail us? You can't, you can't have it. You can have it both ways, Zach. Who's to say that electric cars are going to have a big floor in 10 years? Also, all of Zach's arguments, go back 10 years, go back 10 years. People were saying these same things about electric cars. But we know what? We did it anyway. People pushed ahead, and now we have this alternative. Why can't we have more of those? Now is the time. Uh if we kept and then if we kept, if we went back 10 years and people were like keep them on their tracks, keep them on these tracks, don't do electric cars. We wouldn't be here now. You need to diversify. We need to hedge our bets. You can't invest everything into one thing. And why not take a chance? Who's to say we could you're saying oh don't take the risk but it's a chance we could actually end up with hunt- we could be cutting costs we could be cutting time all because some some small group of scientists decided to look into the zeppelin and rebring it back you talk about it being defunct it's not defunct because we continued to evolve and tech- it it had an explosive it had an explosive uh uh fuel we we adapted we changed it now doesn't have that i'm sure there are plenty of zeppelins that still exist these days we wouldn't have to build from the ground up that have hobbyists and stuff, we we have the modern technologies. We need to take it and we need to compile it and we need to make a decision. We need to make some safety standards. But that's about it. We have everything we need. It just takes the people to take it and push it forward and make it the future. Or at least give us the option or at least research it. You're saying don't bother, but why I think it should be explored at the very least. So more is better. There is no reason we shouldn't explore it. Everyone on one thing is a stupid idea. That's not how you work. It's not how you work at your work. Everyone isn't on the same case. There are multiple cases happening. That's just the way it should happen. Thank you.
1: All right, Zach, you're closing.
2: Um, yeah, firstly, uh, Morgan, you keep harping on this idea that I'm saying one thing. Uh, you, I had to correct you when you were saying I'm only about electric cars. And I had to say, very specifically, I'm about electric cars, green energy, all these different technologies that we know work. You say... That 10 years from now, electric cars and green energy might just fuck up. I would prefer that green energy, electric cars, all these green technologies that we are developing right now fuck up in 10 years than the airships because the airships would be a burgeoning uh, industry, a burgeoning industry that would suffer another hit. Whereas green energy and electric cars, we know they're helping the planet. Rigid airships, the reason I'm saying get off that is because we aren't sure if they will help the planet. We have projections that say they might and then we have an industry that needs to develop them so that it proves that they will. That is a whole bunch of pressure on an industry. That is a whole bunch of pressure on a developing technology. Sorry, a not even developed technology. Um, uh, So I'm just going to say, I'm not as uh, black and white as Morgan is painting me. I'm not saying entirely about electric cars. I'm not saying entirely about green energies. I'm saying the technology and the engineers and the studies we've got in place to help the planet they are moving along correct lines they are moving along good lines to help us i'm saying the less pressure on developing giant metal death traps in the sky that could potentially crash into buildings um i'm not not pretending that that happens all the time but adding another random event that you know adding potentially a bunch of flight systems that go off and suddenly you've got a couple hundred buildings in pieces because this is, as more as Alex said at the start, a giant metal frame supported by air. It is not just a uh, it's not just a dirigible which is just filled with gas and that's not a plane either though, is it? No It's not it's going not. at the You're same right.
0: speed, same velocity. Can't do but as much But you can't damage. pretend
2: that several tons of metal landing on a building is not going to hurt people, not gonna do some damage. I just think I just think Rigid airships have been tried, they failed, they did not keep up with consumer demand, they did not keep up with the modern times, we've got other things to focus on. That's it. That
0: was my, that's my closing. All righty <laughs> Okay, oh, got, I'm so sorry, man. That got so heated. They're got, they're got so, you, I, 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 it's annoying because I, I think Zach generally believes what he's saying and I genuinely believe what I'm saying. So it's I annoying. know, it's really,
1: it's quite difficult for me as an adjudicator <laughs> as well. i i really appreciate sorry, uh how we really i i wasn't expecting such intelligent debate out of this question i just thought zeppelins looked cool i was watching an episode of fringe and they went fringe, to the Yes, World that's another one the zeppelin there and i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna, I'm gonna that is a really interesting debate. point
2: you brought up morgan i was like yeah why the fuck are zeppelins in all these like <laughs> cyberpunk because futures they're the sure.
0: best <laughs> No, they're, they're synonymous
1: not. with luxury and prestige And well why? They apparently
0: Zach's going on about like I support green technology They are green technology apparently so. No 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 no. They could be That was that was one of the things I was like Oh uh, yeah I'm sorry We little shouldn't little invest little. in uh, green technology Should we We should <laughs> That's... See,
2: this is this is one of the things. I was legitimately directly saying invest in green technology, and you kept saying, "Yeah, you're against green technology." You are, like,
0: no, you're, you're, no, no, no. no. Tec- you, you said you were like, "Oh, c- technology continues to develop. We should invest in green technology." And I'm like, "We should invest in this green tech, not potentially green technology." And you're like, "No, we shouldn't invest in green technology. That didn't develop it." It's like we got. We think think we're all, the same
1: thing. we're all we're all on the same. Yeah, we're all on the same ground. The green technology should be developed. Oh, yeah. The really is whether a zeppelin is part of that. Um, I, poof, uh, it's really difficult to pick, I, I think you guys really made it difficult for me, uh, thanks for that, um, it's, you're welcome. I,
0: so long. Whew, let me just I centre, even...
1: find my centre, um, I think oh, Zeppelin's cool, a I think it's a peaceful way to travel, um, I imagine it would be a peaceful oh, wow. way to travel, but then again it is a death prep, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, it's like
0: uh no marketing, I think, Alec. I think... That's marketing. Planes is, are a democrat, but we've marketed no, before, them before very Alex, One disaster before Alex, in nineteen thirty
1: seven so, passed uh thirty six lives and derailed a whole industry. Um that was the Hindenburg disaster, thirty six people died in the Hindenburg disaster and it just completely flummoxed an entire industry
0: and And then 11 happens and planes are still flying. Because <laughs> they're convenient
2: and commercially viable.
0: <laughs> I think. I think it's time to at least look into the
1: issue. I think it's time we just need to rule that out. Just have it's one study, just to see the, the effectiveness the har- of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's like what's that's the harm right. in investigating? I think, I so, just what think, just was look
1: the at premise? What was think, the
2: premise you initially threw at us?
1: I said, and I can I can quote. You can get the audio back if you like. Uh, Zeppelin no, no, Zeppelin should make a comeback and be an option for travel. Was what I originally. Proposed. I didn't say Zeppelins Damn. are a green future that will embark humanity on the bold new Damn way it. to solve the planet. I said that it oh. should make a comeback and it should be an option for travel. And I think
2: I've I've completely argued that wrong. I should have been like because they are an option for travel. <laughs> 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 they exist. <laughs> I was <have> Fuck. <laughs> I so it. with that alarm, Yay, Morgan was the only no, one that was pointing it
1: as an option to travel. Uh, so I'm thinking as a well, as something that should be, at least be investigated.
2: Can you, Can I ask? I Morgan, do you like also that we have these like really, really intense uh, personal debates? We put a lot of effort and passion into it. And Alex at the end of it just goes, "Yeah, but this is what I think." So. <laughs> Alex was like, the point to "I really like Zeppelin." <laughs> yeah, but that's okay, Zach, because I also he...
0: really like Zeppelins
2: <laughs> I, I think they're okay. Uh, you are saying you the saying Stasches I listen to thing? both sides and then completely ignore both decision. of their arguments in the our and cut like, yeah, out? But I like Sashes, so I'm gonna give The point to Zach.
1: So. <laughs> so I craziness. think I think, really what's going to happen here What this entire episode boils down to I'm grabbing my copy of 1985 I'm grabbing my sash I'm taking my Zeppelin flight to Finland Thank you very much uh, I was working on that premise all morning <laughs> And that is what I wanted to end on uh, Thank you
0: And uh, we'll be back next time Where I return to my rightful place
2: <laughs> Good luck Morgan
0: Until then See you later.
1: Thank you very much.
0: This has been a Spiky Trap radio production. For more Spiky Trap radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.